Well, Paul and I welcome you in the name of Jesus Christ. I'm looking forward to hearing uh, Paul's. I'm looking forward to hearing Paul's sermon today, and it's like every time I hear him hear him speak, it's like Paul, that's the best you ever did. I wish I would have said that. My uh, scripture, call to worship scripture this morning is taken from Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct thy paths. There's no uh, class tonight, Steve, so you don't have to throw anything at me to remind me, but uh, there's no class tonight. Let's stand and sing hymn number 127. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for the opportunity to be here today, and we ask that the words Paul will bring us will bring us greater understanding of our duties to you and our responsibility to be in service to our fellow man. We come to praise you and to worship you in the name of thy Son, Jesus. Amen. The opening scripture this morning is going to come from 1 Peter chapter 4, 16 through 19. Yet if any man suffer as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God on this behalf. For the time has come that judgment must begin at the house of God. And if it first begin at us, what shall the end be of them that obey not the gospel? 
And if the righteous scarcely be saved, where shall the ungodly and the sinner appear? Wherefore, let them that suffer according to the will of God commit the keeping of their souls to him in well-doing as unto a faithful creator. Let's continue with hymn number So the theme today was becoming obedient like the shepherds. And I'm going to kind of stick along that, that theme of obedience. And we all know the story of the shepherds and how the angel appeared to them. And they were in tune enough with the Lord that they, they knew what to do and they obeyed him. So in terms of uh, thinking of obedience, and, and the first thing that came to my mind is how it's really not the most popular of topics. And you think, particularly in, in the world, a lot of people say they don't want to go to church and stuff because you'll bring up obedience and things that you have to do. And nobody likes to be told what to do. And I've, I've thought, even in just my lifetime, how it seems like that's gotten worse every year. I thought back to when I was a kid, and you kind of had this culture growing of how you glorified a rule breaker or a rebel, and you know, kids would have shirts on that, and you glorified that, and how that's even increased to today, it's always me first. And the other thing that came to me is, you know, there's a lot more rules that have come up during the pandemic, and ever since that began at work, 
we've had every person that's came in, we have to get a mask on them, they have to fill out a questionnaire, and they have to get their temperature. Three real easy things. But you see the spectrum of how people respond, and they know, uh, I didn't make the rules, it ain't my decision. Some will be nice, friendly, you know, nobody wants to do it, we don't want to have to do it to them. And others, they'll fuss through every little part of that the entire way through. And I thought of that and took it to the spiritual side. And how many do the same thing there? You know, how often will we know what we're supposed to do? We've heard it. But how often, innerly, we want to rebel against what we know we're supposed to be doing? So it's, it's definitely not the most popular thing, but it is a very important thing. A reading from Alma 1, 128 through 129. That they might reap their rewards according to their works, whether they were good or whether they were bad, to reap eternal happiness or eternal misery according to the spirit which they listed to obey whether it be a good spirit or a bad one. For every man receiveth wages of him he listeth to obey, and this according to the words of the spirit of prophecy, therefore let it be according to the truth. Now, I really liked this scripture. It stuck out to me, and I'm going to kind of take parts of it apart here. And the first part, you're going to reap your rewards according to your works. And that's tying back into obedience because we show our obedience partly by the works that we do out in the world and in the church and in your personal lives. And then I really liked how the Lord chose to word this here. You know, whether they were good or whether they were bad works, you would reap eternal happiness or eternal misery. And how much that stuck out to me. And I... I thought about the people you know in your lives that spend a lot of their time doing good works sincerely, charitable things, things for the church, and the persona they carry, how happy they are. And when you're around them, how it brings you up. Then I thought of the opposite end, how the ones you know are spending their time doing things they shouldn't do and the feeling you get around them, how it can almost bring you down. And being where I work at, I've had the opportunity to be around a lot of people that are caught in that bad spot. And you look at the persona in their eyes, the eyes are one of the things that always stick out to me the most. When they say the eyes are the window to the soul, I truly believe that. And I see that eternal misery in there it's, it's heartbreaking to see that because so many have fallen into that because they don't have God. It's kept away from them in the world, and that's the major difference between them. And but some, you know, you can know God as well and still fall into this because of our lack of obedience. There used to be a great many more people in here we all know them, and they chose that lack of obedience and have fallen away. 
and I think of the difference I see in them, even if they're not necessarily doing more bad things besides falling away from God, that persona is totally different when I'm around them, and that feeling I get, it's, it's, it's heartbreaking. Continuing on in that scripture, their works is according to the spirit which they listed to obey, whether it be a good spirit or a bad one. This is emphasizing the importance of discernment, something that is severely lacking out in society and at times has been severely lacking amongst the church and believers as well. We must always strive to keep ourselves in tune with the Holy Spirit so that we can tell what it is telling us and not fall to the wayside by listening to that other spirit. We have to have discernment in all things. And it's, it's easy to not practice that, to just kind of look at what you want and go about and before you know it, the lasso's around you and it's pulled you down. For every man receiveth wages of him he listeth to obey. And scripture that, I don't have the exact verse, but we all know it, that I thought went along with this is the wages of sin is death. And I know we've all seen that as well in society the people that fall so deep into that pit of sin that have rejected God and are living in misery, a lot of times they die young. But that's just the physical part. I thought the wages of sin is death is also spiritual death. And we've all unfortunately seen that as well just the, that amount of misery that is in you when you're choosing to follow that path. So we have to strive to always be forever obedient in what the Lord has told us. And kind of going forward, in order to be obedient, you have to know what you're obeying. And how do you know what you're supposed to be obeying? By study. And I've mentioned before up here, how at least in my personal experience growing up in the church, how there's always been a severe lack of study amongst those that I was growing up with, especially. And while it's not always the case, most of the times with the ones that are no longer here, they never wanted to study. And the ones that are still here, they studied. Because you have to know not just what you believe, but why you believe it. Without that time spent with the Spirit and with God and study, that stuff's not going to come back to you. And it's easy, it's particularly for young people when they go out into the way modern society is, where those that are, I guess, I don't know how to really word that, but they have the ability of words, and they can get you turned and twisted around so fast. And if you don't have your spiritual backup here and to know where to go 
in the scriptures and to find it and pull it out, then they've, next thing you know, they've ran all over you. And I've seen that happen to others, and they're not here because of that. And I know studying's not necessarily some people take to it and others don't. And I think too often it's been looked at like it's, it's work. It's, it's hard, and you equate it with the way you studied in school. And it, it shouldn't be that way, really, because you should want to dive into the scriptures, and you should want to learn, and it's, we have to work past our earthly tiredness of that and don't look at it as a school-type situation. And I, I think that's hurt a lot of people. And You know, it's easy to just to be lazy. It's easy to be lazy. But then I'd see others and say, well, you know, you have time. You watched an hour-long YouTube video about the silliest thing out there and wasting your time, but you can't spend 20 minutes reading one chapter. You know, and I'm talking to myself, too, sometimes. I know I'd, we've all been there, and it, it's frustra frustrating with yourself. It's frustrating when you, you've seen that with others, and we can't let ourselves fall into that. Mosiah 3, verse 11. There is no other name given whereby salvation cometh. Therefore... I would that ye should take upon you the name of Christ. All you that entered into the covenant with God, that ye should be obedient unto the end of your lives. So this scripture goes forward with how long we have to be obedient here, and it's not just, well, Lord, I'll do this this week, but the next week, that week's just for me. It doesn't work that way. It is a lifelong, and really it's, it's beyond lifelong. It's an eternal commitment that you're supposed to have with the Lord to do this. We're not choosing the easy path by being here. We all know that. So we must never let ourselves fall into that, that rut that's always waiting there before us. We must always be ever pressing forward and not getting caught up in the snags that are going to try to ensnare us out there in society. From section 56, 4, C through D. Behold, thus saith the Lord unto my people, you have many things to do and to repent of. For behold, your sins have come up unto me and are not pardoned because you seek to counsel in your own ways. And your hearts are not satisfied, and ye obey not the truth, but have pleasure in your unrighteousness. This scripture really stuck out to me. I have two parts here I'm going to focus on in it. And the first was the counsel in your own ways. And you think how many people, and not just spiritually, but you, you always want to do it your way. You want to handle it yourself. And it's, it's seen as a detriment to ask for help. And, you know, I can even equate that back to work, too, when it's hard for people to seek treatment for their mental health because it's looked at as a weakness. And even your physical health or anything, it's, it's just looked at as weak, and it's, it's not weak. 
And I think society's placed such an emphasis on the self, which the self is important, but the, everyone's important. And you, everybody's probably got a situation they can think of in, in your own life, and I can think of one in mine, where you knew you probably needed the Lord's help on something, but you were put off asking because you said, I can handle it. And then most of the times when you tried to handle it, it got worse until you finally took that step to humble yourself and ask for the Lord's help. And I also thought here at the end, your hearts are not satisfied and you obey not the truth but have pleasure in your unrighteousness. And we know the imagery that the world uses for sin that it's a pleasurable thing and at first some of it probably is it's it's easy to on a light example let's say it's easy to sleep in on a Sunday and not come it's easy to do that it feels good you feel rested maybe <laughs> but then after that and before you even know it you'll find yourself miserable because your heart's not satisfied there is nothing that can replace what your spiritual relationship with God is. And so many in the world and society out there that don't have God or have rejected him try to fill that with so many things, uh, entertainment, alcohol, whatever it be. And you see how that, they're never satisfied really. They might claim they are. But you can look into their eyes and see the unsatisfaction with their lives. Nothing can replace our relationship with God, and we have to nourish that. Even for those that have had that relationship and they chose not to nourish it, they end up in those same spots. Nothing is ever going to replace that. And we need to make sure that we keep that relationship strong and not let things around us or our own shortcomings negate any of it. So my hope is that we will keep focused on that, that to try and remain obedient even at times when that's not going to be the easiest thing to do because it's only going to get worse out around us. So my hope is we will just look to the Lord in all things Keep your spirits in tune with him and remain ever faithful. Thank you, Paul, for the good message. Let's stand and close with hymn number 119. CH will bring the benediction.
thanks for the time we've had together today. For those words that have brought to us this morning for our consideration. Pray, Father, that uh, we will let this word obedience stick in our minds and that we will strive harder every day to uh, be more obedient to those uh, teachings that Lives. 